So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Everyday Connection, with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock, bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this Tuesday edition of Everyday Connection. I am, once again... Rico Shields. And over here, we have Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? Oh, yeah. Hold on one second. Yeah, hello? Hold on, hold on. Yeah, no, no. That's what I said. Extra large, pepperoni, pineapple, and extra cheese. And don't forget the garlic dip. Okay, thank you. Okay, I'm back. What's up? Okay, good. Hey. Well, I thought we'd sit and have a chat. Maybe even a radio show. Radio show? Yeah. Hmm. I'm getting some interesting feedback. You're getting interesting feedback. Well, that's good. We like feedback. <laughs> oh, not that kind of feedback. <laughs> All right. Welcome, Claudia. Uh, just entered the uh, chat room. Um, so, maybe we should talk about our friends over at Inner Child. I hear they're having a magazine. They're having a magazine. I that's what I hear. That's so cool. And um uh, they have some great writers for their magazine. I'm sure uh Bill and Janet will have a thing to say here and there. Uh there's this Jean Victoria Norlock person. Uh she's gonna be writing. Uh really? Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what, she's got several she books out. Several books out and uh, you know. And then they've What's got this. Te- well, I don't know what she's writing about. Oh. You never can tell. You can give her a theme, but that may or may not be what she actually writes about. But she'll mention it, you know, so you'll be pleased that she mentioned the theme. Um, and uh, 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 a long list. Of contributors. A long list of contributors. I, we, I think we, it's we where you're go going with the, that. We shan't go through. Well, I was typing, too. We shan't go through the <laughs> list of, of contributors, but you can find our friends uh, over at innerchildpress.com, uh, innerchildmagazine.com. Uh, we will have a, a test issue, so to speak, a premiere issue out uh, shortly. And, uh, yes, very soon. Yes, sample issue. Here we go. It's actually very exciting because I'm, Bill's been bringing together amazingly creative people for so long on the air um, and publishing books of poetry and all sorts of really cool stuff. And now now there's um, you know, a magazine that people can access. And yeah, it's going to come out every month. And uh, I'm going to write the tech guy thing you know, in my previous lifetime. 
as I call all of my careers, previous lifetimes, even though they all happen this time. But, well, it's confusing time. Um, I was actually a tech guy, so I'm going to talk about that. I don't know what I'm going to say about it, but I'm going to say something about it. We got a lot of things to talk about about tech, besides just tips and pe- answering people's questions. You know, I think the internet and the way we can communicate with it is part and parcel of what's going on on this here planet. So it's a good thing, tech. Right. Um, it's a great thing, tech. It, when it it's works. actually a it's seriously important thing. This technology thing we have going on, it allows us to communicate with people from around the world, and um, there's, there's really nothing more frustrating than. Um, trying to integrate your artistic skills um, and your skills as a writer into this new technology-based media thing we have going on called the Internet. There's so many tricks and so many really cool programs out there that people are unaware of that they can use to help promote and market their, their stuff. So it's it's really important subjects and I'm excited because you've helped me so much over the last year um, some of the yeah, stuff I, I, I was right, going to say once or twice you've said you know no you can do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah just once or twice I've said that I don't have to post all that stuff <laughs> I'm, I'm for lazy and cheap on the internet you know so uh, just for yeah. you know a look at what's coming you know, people, a lot of our friends and, and, and readers have radio shows or go on radio shows or use Skype. And uh, uh, the headsets that uh, Nikki and I use for the show are about 30 bucks, real expensive. But they tend to give you the sound, the richness of sound that you get from a $300 Sennheiser microphone. Uh, but you don't have to buy tripods and arms and shock mount. Thing. Ah, wow. And then once you get all that, how do you hook it up to a computer? I don't know. Um, so we're 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 going to be having some of that gum, coming. I'm really excited about it. Uh, hopefully, I can type better than I'm speaking tonight. I need more coffee. <laughs> so why don't we let somebody else without speak without further ado? Why don't we uh, uh, why don't we bring on a guest? That's what we're here about. Uh, we have uh, with us uh, Joni McLaughlin. I hope I've said it correctly. Oh, perfect. Uh, from Portugal Cove, Newfoundland. Welcome, Joni. Thank you. Hello. I have to keep track of all those McLaughlin, McLaughlin, McLaughlin. It, they changed it, all of our names when we came. I swear they did. They pronounce it McLaughlin, but I guess you'd say it's McLaughlin, but it, it's McLaughlin, really. McLaughlin, yeah. So He gets easily confused with language because he's Texan, you know. <laughs> They have oh. some big words y'all using up there. What you talking about? So, so Joni, without um, without too much delay, we'll get right down to the basics. Uh, who on earth are you and what do you do? Well, um, I really, really stumbled into something wonderful, I feel. Um, I've been 30 years doing a lot of holistic things, running a lot of different modes of healing, teaching, retreats, all that all those wonderful things have been given a beautiful new healing gift and a galactic blue that's, you just sit there. There's no gimmicks, no signs, no nothing. It's just do, go, wonderful stuff. But on top of that, I've started writing books that, including poetry, that's funny you mentioned that, 
And um, these books are transformational, which I didn't even realize when I first started writing them that they were. And that's something that I'm finding out is very rare for children across North America. You know, there's very few that really do have transformational work for children. They've got all kinds of how-to books for us guys all over the place, you know, how to do this, how to do that. And they have specialty things for indigo children and crystal children and rainbow children. But what about all the other children? That's what I'm saying. So these are, and it's got a big, my book has a really big lesson. It's Turning Fear into Love, which is actually quite an adult lesson. <laughs> but if, if we learn it as children, it's not so hard. We're open at that point, right? Yeah, I would have um, liked to have learned that when I was a child. <laughs> that's exactly what I said, Rick, when my first radio show. The guy said, that's a very big lesson. I said, I would have loved to learn it at a young age. And um, I'm, there's a little trick to the books. I must. The next book, this book is Turning Fear into Love. The next one is Turning Love into Energy. And the third one in a set is going to be Energy into Vision. So they're, you know, esoteric in nature, I guess you could say. But they're all really transformational, teaching everybody that they can do this. Now, <laughs> that may be like putting myself out there, but that's what I've been doing for 30 years. So, and I'm really enjoying them. The phrase in the transformational book, Trill and, uh, Trill and Bumblebee, is turning fear to love, is as the most magical words on this planet is, I'm, I love you. And um, children to learn that, I think it's a, it's a good thing, you know. And it's a lot of fun, too, because it's a funny book. She has a sense of humor, um, it's kind of a cute little story. Um, sorry. Oh, I was just going to ask, you said you've been doing this um, for more than 30 years. So how did you get started? Uh, in healing? Oh, I think it kind of picks you. Like, I mean, you don't really get started in this. It kind of starts you up. <laughs> I guess uh, I, I, know, I know that. But everybody has a story. You know what I mean? Because like, everybody's called to it in a different way. No two stories are the same. Same, and we're always fascinated to hear, and especially when somebody who comes on um, yes. who came to it 30 years ago when uh, this information wasn't readily avail- available, and people now are having to deal with the fear of it. So how was that 30 years ago? Well, I was very blessed uh, to have very open parents that brought me up on Edgar Casey, as opposed to a lot of other things that were very um, before their time, I guess you could say. But um, what really, really got me was the nature, being in nature, lots of it, and ladybugs. And I know that sounds crazy, but esoterically, ladybugs were a huge, big opener for me. They would appear in the middle of dead of winter, and I would, um, probably going to be part of a next book, um, you know, a Twilla books for, you know, and having ladybugs show up for Twilla books. this bug would be here, and this does not occur when you're in a frozen tundra, um, and knowing that it was spirit. And, you know, there's little little catchy things like that down the road. I had um, many, many, many things to point my way, and I know lots of people don't have those, but um, I guess when you're in a place of joy, it helps to see really truly what is there, if that makes any sense. and um, Absolutely, I, it does. Yeah. And so I, it's hard sometimes to explain when you're teaching 
uh, at a retreat. Like I do at least two retreats a year, and someone's walking in the door and you're doing 12 steps to awakening to your divinity, and somebody else is learning um, how to talk to the innate intelligence and, and work with your DNA. So we're jumping. I know what you're saying saying, Jane, we're jumping back and forth to these realities of who is waking up now and what they're doing. Are they are they seeing the rainbow or are they seeing the magic? Right. But that you know, and that's my world. Like um from every day I'm blessed to come out here and spirit brings to me those that are need to be here. I don't advertise um anywhere basically except I do have Twilla book Twilla is pushing me and has a life of her own she's pushing me out of my comfort zone to do shows like this to bring her out and get her around because she is transformational uh, starting to get into schools a little bit too which is really really good because of the nature of the book right wow yeah that's that's interesting that you bring that up um, I'm how is the reception um, especially today's schooling well, is so far yeah, gone it, from well, what I would hope it could be. <laughs> well, I haven't really gone on and done a major marketing for her, but however, she's gotten to amazing places. Um, if I do a radio show like this, I'll get a, a ton of calls. Um, I keep it... I didn't know because I know there's going to be much more than three books. It's the the uh, the actual lessons in Twill over there for you are very like esoteric experiences of mine turned into a children's story, which parents will love children to deal with magic, but never for themselves. You know how that is. And so basically, I'm going to be having um, I'm going to have Twilla go wherever she needs to be. She goes to a wonderful place like nature parks and uh, Burchard Gardens and colonies and uh, stores that are esoteric. And um, I'm thinking of where I'm being, in other words, I'm controlling very much, not in a controlling nature, but as Spirit has shared with me, it was important to control this book because of the nature of it. So I have control over the artwork. I don't know if you got a chance to see the artwork in the book, but um, all the stories are written. They're just waiting for this, the second and the third art to come down. And um, the artist is a lovely, lovely um, daughter-in-law of mine, and she's shy, so she likes to do the artwork, but she's <laughs> she's not willing to come out sort of in the public. And like all artists, she takes her time. So um, getting the stories. I guess what I do is I just let Twilla go everywhere. She's in Australia. She's in, she's in Denmark. She's in England. She's going everywhere, and and people take her and sell her and do whatever they want. But I'm just letting it unfold right now, um, and just watching in amazement where Twilla gets. Really, letting Twilla go where she will, so to speak. Oh it's, yeah. Uh, I did put a link up in the chat room, uh, folks. If you want to have a look at uh, Twilla's website. Joni's website. There are okay. a couple of sample pages in there, and the the artwork is is beautiful, mm. just beautiful. The um, what was I going to say? Twilla has her own site, like uh, twillabooks.ca, where you can go. She's up on Smash Books for a copy, but um, and so she gets around quite a bit. But uh, basically, what I've done is for the because there's going to be a set of three of them, um, is to 
so if anybody orders the book, I autograph it and send it out and keep it into that mode right now. I have talked with several, there's uh, Creative Publishing, Flanker Press, different people here, but I don't have enough control over this subject. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah. this yeah that it's not so much it's not about the money and selling the book it's about what it's representing to me well it's hard to find a publisher i would guess uh even in today's oh, day and age that will allow you uh full control over your artistic expression yeah uh, or even well not even that um like i would have to use a different illustrator right off it would take at least 2 years to get yeah, the no. book you know, they're all, and so I think that we're in the, you know, this is 2012, and I think it's it behooves us to get a little farther along the line, <laughs> and the children a little are, more involved. Yes, and awake, and and teaching children uh, along with adults while I'm teaching them, how, you know, integrated energy is working with the uh, angels and bringing in an angelic heart link, which is beautiful. To get everybody attached to, or the, you know, the heart link in their heart, um, children have no trouble because actually there's there really, really, truly is an epidemic of unworthiness upon the world, and I guess basically that's what I'm trying to work with. Absolutely. You know? we, um, we we need to inter- introduce Joni and Bill. You think, Jane? Yeah, I think I think we need to introduce Joni to a few people. <laughs> but, but, but we'll start with Bill. We'll start with Bill. We'll start with uh, Bill. If you decide that you that you do want a publisher at some point, uh, okay. our friends at Inner Child Press uh, are very adamant that it's uh, the artwork of the artist, uh, whether it be poetry or a children's book, or they they have a lot of poetry books, but they do have. Uh, books on many subjects and uh uh but they're all spiritually tied and um but but it, it they're adamant that the artists have control. Uh they will give you advice if you ask for it, but you don't have to take it. And um uh, well, with a name like Inner Child Press. Uh yeah. and um uh, they also and I know as with all of our guests, it's not about the money. Uh but they uh, many of these online publishers or self-publishing help houses that sort of thing. Once they get your book published, they you get twenty-five percent or something silly. Uh, they go exactly the opposite way around, and the artist gets seventy-five percent of the proceeds uh, because the publishing house Inner Child doesn't want to get rich. They just want to help people get the word out. Yes, and, yes. Um, uh, but they're a great they're a great group of folks. Uh, and and uh, I'll send you Bill's information. We don't want to make this entire show about Bill, but uh, uh, oh, Gene, you're an author. Talk talk about Bill just briefly, just a little about how. Well, I'm not. You know what? I can't author. Well, yeah, and I can talk. I can talk about Bill as a friend, and I can talk about Bill um, as far as being an author with respect to his vision and what he's doing, and with respect to speaking to other authors who worked with him. Um, I'm extremely lucky in that I also have an awesome self-publishing company um, who has total respect for my vision and, you know, they they don't gouge me through the eyeballs. Uh, the the point is um, they're out there. And I think that if you're, you're obviously being willing to allow Spirit to lead the promotions and marketing campaign and Spirit seems to be doing just a 
grand old job of that so far. So <laughs> it works for us. Um, really, really yeah. all you, yeah, exactly. Really, all you need is somebody to to put it into print. Um, so that's that's what some of these self publishing companies do. Um, now I have I have my self published my own self-publishing company, which is Grave Distraction Publications, and they've been taking excellent care of me for almost three years now. And um, and there's Bill at Inner Child Press. So that's two fantastic publishing companies that um, that would get your back and allow you the freedom to express the message in the way that you want to express it and promote it and market it the way you want to promote it and market it. Because I'm given to understand that a lot of the issue around publishing comes down to the morals and the ethics with regards to promoting and marketing your work. And you, you don't want you can to promote it, it where you want to promote it, how you exactly. want to promote it. You can not promote it. You can do whatever you like. It's, exactly. Uh, it's the kind of people that we, well... Have are blessed to hang out with. Yeah, uh, we're pretty lucky. <laughs> sorry, it sounds like it's up my alley. I do have a, a really cute story to tell you uh, in regards mm-hmm. to the sure I did get this first one done with. Like I say, there's going to be quite a few. Um, but um, I didn't know, and I just threw up my hands, and I said, Spirit, you know, where, which one of these do you choose? And this one company came up, and um, I talked to the lady, and she said, well, what is your story about? We were just talking about it. And I said, well, actually, it's a fear of bees. And she said, you're joking. She said, my son has a morbid fear of bees. Mm-hmm. And I said, bingo, we're going we're gonna to do business. <laughs> and, and, I mean, that was just it. It was, wasn't the first person. It was just she, she was like, give me that book. The first one that's off the press, I'm buying, and I'm taking it home to my son. <laughs> she had a story to tell. It's on the, actually, I think if you go in the comments, the first one is hers, and it, it was how she, her son was very scared. And she said her son was in the shower this one day, little fella, and he's about six or so, I would say he's even a crystal child, I'm not too sure. But he was afraid of bees, and she went in the bathroom when he was coming in the shower, and for some reason there was a huge bumblebee on the brush stuck on the brush. Well, I don't think it was stuck, but it was on the brush. She said it was big, big bee, and she knew he was going to come out. And and she just she knew he was going to be totally afraid. So she said she just remembered the phrase that's in the book, and she told him, everybody say this. She took the brush, and they followed her. She took it outside, and she put the brush on the barbecue, and the kids stood at the window. Well, that bee stayed there for about three hours. Then it took off. Isn't that cute? <laughs> I was amazing, so I thought beautiful well, confirmation. Yeah, oh, yeah, big time. So f- for that time, for me, because that spirit that showed up, and it was like, yes, Johnny, we don't have to hit you over the head. This is the right one for this book. But um, naturally, I'm open to all those things. I'd love to get the information for inner child and everything because um, right now I'm settling down to where. Um, I don't feel that I have to take every client. I can give it to the people that I, uh, you know, people have uh, gotten like whatever level of healing, and I'm just passing out clients now, doing it that way. And then, so I'm having time more for me to get to the writing aspect and get the message out. So that will really help. You bet. Hmm. And um, so. Um, 
changed your books. I'm not. I don't. I haven't really read up. I've actually. I haven't even come <laughs> off the rocks for a while. <laughs> I, I'm floating out in case you know Titanic. Think of that, and then you'll know where I am. <laughs> way, way out here. But I think I'm, you said you came from Montreal. Is that right? Well, I'm. I'm living. I'm living there now. Um, I'm. I'm actually from Toronto, so that was a big shift this. Uh, well, I grew up in Montreal. Year. actually. So I'm outside of Montreal, but. Um, oh gosh, I've been everywhere. <laughs> My husband was in the military, so we've been everywhere. But we chose to retire here. And people said, "You're going to stop in Newfoundland?" I said, "Oh yeah." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I said, "The people here are gorgeous. It's uh, everything here. The talent, the the atmosphere, to write everything like that. The musical, the singing, um, whatever is here. It's." It's a place that makes up for any of the snow or whatever they complain about. I like the four seasons myself anyway, so it's I grew up with it, so I'm used to it and um uh, I can sneak away you know for a little bit when it gets cold. <laughs> well, know? I think anybody anybody with um with creative urges would find it very comfortable to just chill for a while on mm. any of the rocks on the east coast. <laughs> I, I absolutely love it there. It's a very peaceful, serene place to be, and I don't mean just the atmosphere. It, again, it's the people. Yeah. Um, you know, you walk down the street and you you feel a, a contentment in the yeah. people themselves, yeah. and that it's very special. And and two, where I'm located myself. In Portugal Cove, my husband's built a beautiful, what was called angelic vibrations, right off my house in the back. It's like a sunroom, and uh, so I can uh, actually conduct my business and operate right out of my house. So it's nice to go out into nature, and although it's beautiful to work here, it's perfect atmosphere. Um, it's nice to go out and do the retreats and do the classes and whatnot. But I'm finding now that I'm really, really taking advantage of this room, not just for healing, but for myself and writing, because it's like being in a snow globe if it snows. You know, it's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gorgeous. You're so, a lucky girl. I want one of those rooms for writing. <laughs> yeah, so it's nice. And it helps to have a world of, of esoteric little experiences that I can turn into a book. And, I, and Twilla, the reason I wanted to really be careful with the artist, with Twilla, as every as a writer you would know, is because Twilla is going to appear in about nine books. So, I, and her character is like, she's really quite funny, <laughs> you know. She's a, a, and and I wanted her to be drawn and portrayed in the right way instead of having um, some publishing house tell me who was going to do my art and how and when they're going to sell it and where. And I just didn't want that. I, I totally. Oh, no. I, Totally get that as an author, um, and, and I've seen the art in the book, and it's absolutely stunning. Um, but send you guys what, a book, by the way. I would guys... love one, absolutely. I'm a, the one on bees would be awesome because my daughter has a massive fear of bugs. <laughs> well, it works for everything. Of course, you know that spiritually. I mean, when she's the magical phrase, of course, is "I'm sorry, I love you," and of course, the bee does wonderful things, but. It actually, that's probably a little tale. I should tell you exactly a true story, as most of them will be, but not for 
um, Twilla. It's you know there's a, a tale around the book, but um, it does work. Let me if you it, <laughs> just point. I, I mean the point is if you see something you're afraid of and you actually confront it with I'm sorry I love you, you'd be surprised what happens after that. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna run that by her. She's 14, um, and she's uh, she's definitely a uh, unique young woman, um, and she's that not she scared of anything in, in the world except for bugs. Um, that's that's her thing. She she'll face down again. She doesn't care. But <laughs> put a spider in the room, and whoo, you got some problems. So you know, I'll I'll mention that to her and see um, see what well, she has to say about it. Um, if I if you just shoot me off an email with your snail mail address for you too, Rick, and I will send you a copy of my book, um, just to get a little feel of the humor of but also actually how it does put in the transformational part which is um which blew me away because I spirit was leading me because it said write transformational on it and I was guided, I'm sure, every which way with this book. And mm-hmm. I did a little radio show. It's funny. I was doing a great big show. They did it once a year. Um, it's called Jeff Blackburn's show down in the Sheridan here, and all, everybody that does everything of any kind of healing. And I wasn't. I was there with Twill. I wasn't there about healing. And I did a little excerpt on, like, uh, 101 FM or something like that, and I was saying that this was a transformational book. And I then sat down, and this lady came right over to me, and she said, my gosh, do you know how rare that is? Do you know how rare that is? She said, I've studied transformation work in California, and there's nothing for children. It's it's it, it's something that, I guess, uh, working with spirit as you do, you know, it's guided then. You just write Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Just there. You just write it, you know. Jean Nelson refers to herself as the pen. <laughs> yeah. I I can understand that. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm just a pen. <laughs> yeah. I I I I haven't written much. I I'm the voice. So <laughs> she writes. I talk. <laughs> but we all have our mode uh of expression. Mm. And um and it's beautiful when anyone uh to me anyway, it's beautiful when anybody feels and hears the inspiration and follows it. It um because it it just almost always results in in truly magical things. And uh sounds like Twila is a magical well, course, lady. Near and dear to me, of course, but I think that I I'm finding that she's quite magical and gets a lot of places. Um and then um if someone asks me to take I quite have a little chuckle cuz you know, just knowing and somebody will take off would say, I'm taking five books to me with Australia. And I go, I have a little chuckle. I go, there goes Twilla without me again. <laughs> you know, oh, it, it's, and so she is getting around in Hawaii, different places like that. Um, I have a feeling, because it's just, she's only just, well, I only just got her back in April, but she's only been on the market, say, mid-July. And just very into all the, touristy places here and I've got to say Newfoundland, especially St. John's and different places in Canada is is really, really especially Newfoundland is right on the mark now. It's um it's never experienced a recession the rest of North America has. We've just been booming. 
And of course, Alan Doyle. I don't know. Alan uh, Hako has brought in there. Sorry, we stars with Alan Doyle as a guest at times with this new show called Republic of Doyle from here. And it's sold in over 100 countries. And so it's really put St. John's on the map as well. So we're seeing a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, tourists here. Well, and I have an interesting question about living out on the East Coast. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess you're you're a little more self-sustainable than a lot of the communities in Canada when it comes mm-hmm. to. I mean, if 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 you're if there is a recession, does it does it really affect you? Um, it, ha- it hasn't affected us here in Newfoundland, say for mainland and especially to the board. I did live in Rhode Island for three years, too, also, so I knew because uh, I felt that that's about five years ago, so recession was already hitting there before it come up. Even Toronto and uh, places. Um, we're sort of, we've just been booming because we had a wonderful uh, premier here, quite an entrepreneur, and he just turned this province right around, and, and so right now we're just, we're just still going. Like, houses are booming. They never stopped, and um, self-sustainable. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't go that far because we do bring in most all the food. I mean, we don't have the climate to grow it. Um, but we're pretty rough and rugged, you know. Like if the electricity went off for two or three weeks, there's nobody here couldn't handle themselves. Um, they usually have backups of this and that, and they have things in. And we could be very so and, and self-sufficient, especially with. Yeah, sitting under the power we are, Churchill and Churchill Falls and oil off the East Coast that belongs to Newfoundland and all of these things. It's just very, it seems like, although it's very ancient place, spiritually it's, uh, it's ancient, it's very new in its development, if that makes sense. Well, and not maybe so tied to the all the big corporations around. Uh, it's more. Yeah, not yet. I hope they are. More a small. Know. Uh, not that Newfoundland is small, but uh, it's almost community-like. Uh, yeah, that was the word I was looking for. It's a very strong um, family and community base there. So when the power does go out or if there's um, there's some kind of tragedy or, or environmental yeah. issue, I mean, the town just automatically has each other's back. It's not even, you know, yeah. in question. As to whether or not the town will come together and support each oh, other, yes. it's just it's just what's done. It wasn't the way of it. It was always that way here, and the people here are very strong. They've always, up until these recent times, when everybody seems to be going in recession and they seem to have anything, they they really didn't. They had they weren't used to having anybody's help in in airports in Newfoundland. Uh, you could only get there by sea. There's still some that way. And so, you know, wind wind power and stuff like that really makes a big difference. And uh, it's really, really fun to watch them to really come alive to these things. And I hope, it, I hope though, that it doesn't get too over-industrialized and commercialized. Because and, St. John's, Newfoundland, is the biggest city, and I think we're looking at only, what, maybe 250,000, maybe at most 300,000 people and in Newfoundland, Labrador is a huge province, but the people, the amount of people here, are small. You know, as a, as opposed to say L.A. or New York or uh, Toronto or Montreal or any of these big places, Newfoundland doesn't have the population per se. Well, 
Right. Right. Well, why don't we take a little break? Um, what do you want to listen to tonight, Jane? Thrive theme? Um, Jordan? I was thinking we have a new musician. Uh, Maria. Yes. Bronskaya. Mm-hmm. Um, lovely vocalist. So uh, we'll have a little music, and uh, we'll be right back, folks. Please stay with us. Come on, come on, come on. 
everybody that was Maria Brodskaya and um, Maria's actually going to be joining us in the future at some point isn't she yes she is wonderful that's going to be cool it is, it is. so transformation fear to love isn't that what all you kind of boil out the the uh Lace trimming. Isn't that kind of what all these ascension people and all these isn't that kind of what they're all talking about? You just gotta you gotta dump the fear and switch to love? Um in my mind there's only two things anyway, which are fear and love. And so if you're in a place of love <laughs> that's joy and happiness and everything else is fear anyways. It it all boils down to fear if you um if you have this funnel on its side, per se, and you have a wide gap at the left side, and all the fears, great and small, horrific or not, if you channel it down to the narrow end of the funnel, they all come back to the fear of death. And should a person lose that, they pretty much lose all their fears. And it gets, you know, it gets far into the spiritual aspect of it, uh, like um, life after life and further down the road, but fear, fears great and small are there as lessons in my mind. And once you transform, you get transmuting them. And that's why I wrote the book. So when you have a fear of bees, it can be horrific because, you know, you can't go outside or you're outside, you might dread summer, but you love swimming and you like boating and you and, and there, so that fear is representing something that you need to. It's it's in your face for you to do something with it. So if you're a child, that's why I wrote the book. So you don't have to go through all like figuring out that this is just one thing. Okay, now we're on to the next thing and the next thing, and it, they're all really those two things. And actually, absolutely, you know, to me that's all it is, is those two things. So why not start at the child level? Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I say that word too much, but uh, <laughs> but I no, it really is. It, it to me, uh, you know, people talk about wanting to shift out of duality into oneness. Well, yeah. part of shifting out of duality is not carrying around anymore this fear versus love thing, and and being in uh, what our friend uh, Veronica Torres calls the fear-based operating system. If you looked at your life and your hamster wheel mind as a computer that is, you know we've been on the fear-based operating system and we have to get off that yeah. uh and um and and like you said it all boils boils down to the survival instinct um uh, and and that fear of death i think uh i think it was thick not han that wrote a book uh called Advice on Dying, because he felt that, as you've just stated, that if you can lose that fear of dying, um, uh, the rest of them just dissolve. Well, I, I would argue, though, that it's not just fear of dying, per se. It's fear of loss. So you have this perception that you can lose things. Um, 
either your life or a love or your possessions. And fear of loss of those things motivates people to do some very irrational things. I mean, that's, isn't that where greed comes from? You fear of not having enough. You fear of losing what you have, right? It's all fear. No, I'm, I agree that it's all fear, but I'm, I'm saying it's not just always. It's not just always about the fear of dying. Um, no, no, but it does all. I mean, right down at the common denominator sort of thing is fear of death. But the other things like um, fear of things or losing your things, and um, sometimes they can be fear, material things and and these sorts of things. Sometimes can be actually um, very draining to hang on to. <laughs> you know, so it's it's sometimes a good idea to let them go, if that makes sense. Um I know what you're saying though, that people are thinking, Oh, you know, um I have these things, what'll happen to this or what'll happen and what it's not so much as passing on is what you're saying, it's what's gonna happen with this or what's gonna happen to that. Um or like the, the, you know, the constant fear people, some, a lot, too many people live in of, where's my next meal going to come from? Yeah. Am I going to starve to death? Am I going to die of thirst? Is the water clean? Can it looks good, but can I drink that? Is there stuff in there going to kill me? Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, our indigenous forefathers didn't have, didn't seem to have any trouble with the water. But they knew where to get water, you know, that it needed to be running and it needed to be doing this. And rather than uh, sitting in a stagnant pool, perhaps, or, you know, but. um, Yes. um, Um. So it's, um, it's beautiful to me that that was where you started with this uh-huh. series rather than okay this is how you deal with this kind of anxiety and this is how you do that and this is how you do this over here and then three years yeah, from no. now I'm going to tell you about transforming fear to love yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> just get on with it you know yeah. because well, I, like you say it is 2012 it's time we got on with it maybe <laughs> I guess after 30 years you, I, to see Rick, see Rick the thing I found well, it doesn't matter. It depends who you're talking to, when you're doing a retreat or you're talking to this person or a private. It doesn't matter. Like, you know yourself, like, there's a lot of ways to say things. Um, you can say life is a self-fulfilling prophecy, or you can say like attracts like. One person won't accept one and one will accept the other. But you really still have to come down to the basics. And these children that are coming in are very bright. Um, they may not agree with everything parents are doing. And a lot of them, they're just going along with their parents. And a lot of them, shall we say, have a lot more ticking up top. <laughs> you know, so to teach this fear, uh, teach this fear into love, which is a very big lesson to pretty much everybody on the planet. But um, why not give it to the children? Yes, absolutely. You know, why not they... start right at the, the, the get-go? I mean... What, what we if, have and, and what it, what we teach it and the classes I do a class called Rev Up every Wednesday and I say we go to the easiest thing now that I've always found that the most profound thing 
is very simple. Um, we have a lot of books that is found on, you know, um, there's, well, 12 points to awaken to your spirituality, and each one does this and one does this, and how do you do this and how do you do that? It's very confusing for people that are just awakening, actually. There's almost too much out there. Oh, I think so. Um, you know, and that it's just like, okay, um, um, how, are you dizzy? That, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, are, are you not... I, I, I'm, I'm kind of a fan of Abraham Hicks, and one of my favorite uh, little quotes of theirs has been made into, somebody made it into a video on YouTube. And, uh, and they say, you know, okay, Abraham, I found your stuff, and you got these, oh, look at all these books and these rules and these laws of attraction, and oh, no. And Abraham himself says, out with all that. Just throw it all out. Just throw yeah. it all out and get out of fear and get into love. You know, get out of your head and get into the vortex, they call it. But, you know, get happy. You say the same thing. Get happy. Yeah. Get happy. You do. Quit your job, leave your house, do, go run on the beach, whatever you got to do to get happy. Just do it. And, uh, yeah, I find it is that it's got right down to the basics, shall we say. And, and, and there's a basics in, in whatever it is, but spirituality is fear into love. And, Kids know about fear. They know about love. So it's not a big stretch that they'll catch this, although people are saying that's a big lesson. And the reason they're saying it is because adults have so much trouble with it. (laughs) Seriously. I'm serious. I mean, you know, after doing the teaching, I was like, oh, my kids. I said, you children will not have any problem. I had, this is just a little story, but it really was funny. We um was in Rhode Island. I had a group there, too, that came in. We did some stuff when it worked. And this uh, this girl says, oh, Joni, I can't continue on with this class because I know spirituality is going to have me in a place where all my family is going to leave me. I don't want my children to, I don't want to get distance from them or them to fall away. And I said, okay. And I hadn't seen her for, oh, I don't know, two or three, four months, whatever. And she come running back and she said, this is the most endearing story and she said, I, you won't believe what I just saw. She said, I went in my room and my son was sitting on the bed and he was talking away. And he said, she said, who are you talking to? Timmy. And he said, God, he's sitting right here, Mom. I'm talking to God. Sit down, put your hands around him. This is a true story. Put your hands around him. So she did because she didn't want to offend her son. So she sent him with a hand on and he's talking away and talking away. And he said, Mom, you can get, let go. He comes every night. And she walked out of the room and she went and turned the light and she seen him looking up in the corner of his room, waving goodbye with a big smile on his face. And so I said, don't you think you better get in here and get your boots on, girl, because it looks like your son is going to pass you by. (laughs) 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 Isn't that wild? And that's a true story. And kids are really with it. That's all I can say. And I think that's... that's One of our big focuses here at Everyday Connection. Yeah. To the next thing is that it's not so much teaching these kids not to fear. It's teaching these kids that it's okay to go against the training that they're getting that's teaching them to fear. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Because they don't naturally come here and are afraid of things. No, they don't. You know, they they are naturally coming here in a state of love. We teach them through our actions and our reactions yeah, to fear. You, you look at a little infant and you surprise them. 
and their eyes go wide, their mouth opens, their arms open wide. It's only after you've been alive on the planet for a little bit and watched the big people, the big humans, that the tiny humans learn to shudder and close in and put their hands over their face. That's not natural. A newborn infant, when startled, Mm -hmm. you know, they straighten their legs, they open their arms, they open their eyes, they're like, what's this? (laughs) They're ready to do whatever. If they need to swat it away, they can, but... But yeah. they are open, not closed. And um, and but we take care of that even before we speak to them vibrationally. But certainly once we start talking about, oh, don't do that, you might fall down. Don't do that, you might fall over. Oh, don't bump your head. And, you know, yeah. what the twenty times in a day, fifty times in a day with some uh, parents, you know, of something to be afraid of. Uh, yeah. And um, and that is part and parcel. To the, uh, you know, we talk about the education system and this and that and the other thing, but it all builds on that first, ooh, look out, that might hurt you, that might kill you, you might fall down. That's where it starts, that first little tiny fear. It's like a virus gets planted. Yeah, well, I mean, so so is pain um, and reaction to pain. My daughter has this insane tolerance to pain, and that's because her dad, really, like whenever she would fall down and hurt herself, uh-huh. He would laugh. Oh. That was his, it, right off the hop, he was like, whenever she falls down, I want you to laugh because I don't want you running to her going, ah, don't pick, you know, are you okay? He said, laugh. And she she would, she'd laugh. And she knows when she's hurt, yeah. when there's something wrong, but she still has a tolerance to the pain. She doesn't, she doesn't let her, let it consume her. Young lady could probably just be sitting right there in the chair and, or on the ground and you walk up and say, "What's on? What's what's going on?" I'm pretty sure my leg's broken. It fell over. <laughs> <laughs> Need to go to the doctor and get a little cast, but I'll be okay. She's and, been known to react pretty crazily to some some major injuries. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I think it's it's we're taught we're taught to fear everything. We're taught to react to pain. We're taught that being sick is a bad thing. Um, I've had to retrain myself to believe that being sick is an opportunity to get some rest, and I consider that a cleansing. <laughs> what? Uh, you know, okay. right? And and yeah, then I'm not like sick that. for four days. I'm sick for one day. Yeah, that's right. I so tell myself. I th- Sorry. I, I think then along comes Joni with her books, and you're giving these kids confirmation that what they already instinctually know to be a truth is a truth, and that's, to me, so before powerful. We have, yeah, before we have, society has a time to drive it out of them. It's, yeah, it's yeah, so, yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's awesome. Beauty is not enough. Beautiful is not quite enough, it seems, word. I, it's, it's just cool. Yeah, but I've been known to say that if we'll just get out of their way, the kids will handle it. You say, what is yep. there, global warming, pollution, this is, don't worry about it. They're going to feed everybody. We're all going to have fun. We're all going to go have a party and draw pictures. I swear, if we'll uh, just yeah. get out of their way and quit messing with their heads. <laughs> yeah, I get the idea that not too distant the future, some 12-year-old is going to get on the net and push a button and feed the world. It, I think it's, it's coming. It's a, uh, they can't even understand how all this food is here. 
And and yeah. some people are starving. They just don't understand why. It's like you move this, we move that, A, B, C, okay, everybody's fed. And that's that's the way they'll operate because it's not going to be um, all, you know, diplomatic this and this, that, sanction this, this, that, trade here, balance there. Um, that's all going, by the way, I believe. And they're oh, yeah. not... Be, they're not going to be in that frame like uh, we've been caught up in. Well, and that's why uh, I, I see so much room for expansion in writing a tech column for the Inner Child magazine that they're going to have now, their monthly magazine. Mm. Um, so much more so than tips and answering questions, although I I love to do that too, is with this Internet and Skype that you can talk to anybody else that has Skype for nothing anywhere mm-hmm. on the planet. Um, people are starting to talk to each other. And once you get all the people talking to each other instead of just these little diplomatic cores, yes. uh, it's, you can't, you know, you say, okay, we're going to go to, we're going to go bomb so-and-so. You say, wait a minute, i got friends over there. What are you talking can't about? You can't do that. Exactly. Well, but they want to, they want to destroy our country. No, I have friends over there. They don't want to <laughs> destroy nothing. I was just talking to him. And he's trying to get, Tickets to some concert seems to be his yeah, big life I, I, concern at the moment. <laughs> you know. Now, the children won't, the young ones will not. They're all, everybody's talking to everybody around the world, and the concerns of their fathers, no matter what fight they had over what border or whatever, they, the young ones won't do that anymore. They're not no. buying into their, their, their parents' battle. That, I think, day is done. And the net did that for us, actually. So for all the things we hear that aren't so great about the net, it's done some wonderful things. If I, the children I run into, they're, they're talking to everybody. You're right. They're, you know, like uh, uh, Russians really do talk to the Chinese and, and Arabs and Israelis. They don't, they don't put the news on that's really true and things that are going on behind the scenes. There's some wonderful things. These young ones, I'm saying right up to like 25. I'm not, not just babies. They're not going back anymore. Oh, That's no. not. We're we're ready for that. <laughs> we're all ready for that. Oh yeah. We're gonna have. To, you and, know, and we're they're gonna to... do it. I I am convinced, and uh, because as hard as it's been for some of us, you know, grown ups to sort of make the transition out of the fear based operating system, there are so many of these young ones that they just it doesn't matter what they tell them at school or anywhere else. They're they're just uh uh-uh. uh. It's, it's not like that. It's not going to be like that. And no, it's not like that. I mean, we've had a pair of 16 year old twins on the show that uh, they provide counseling services. They've got, tw- I, I bet they got 20 by now. Is is it Jane videos? The girls? I lost. Uh, they got a bunch of videos that they put up, uh, you know, every few weeks they put up another video that goes, okay, it's been kind of like this lately. And have you noticed people doing this crazy thing? That's just really, don't. <laughs> Pay attention to that, and and um, uh, you know how to keep yourself in balance and stuff like uh, hmm, vegetarian at Thanksgiving. Ooh, fill up on the sides. Okay, yeah, you know, it, just little little comments like that to each other that uh, um, where they're they're really in a state of community with other people their age. Uh, we we sort of were. It was just an odd community when I was yeah. a teenager, but um, there are so many now using this sense of community to just say, you know, 
okay, that's all real funny, whatever it is they're talking about over there in Washington or wherever they're talking about it, but we're not going to play that when we get there, right? You know, and, <laughs> and, and, and holding each other up, you know. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a really unique thing, I think, um, I think that I see now. And this is why sometimes big media gets me so frustrated. It's because you see all this stuff on the media about bullying, right? Yes. But then I, I watch because I have a lot of these teenagers on my Facebook, and I talk to them because they're tiny humans. They're, yeah, well, a little humans. bigger than tiny humans. They're, small they're humans. people just like you and me. So I talk to them about these things, and I see them uplifting each other, encouraging each other, telling each mm-hmm. other how awesome their talents are, how amazing their talents are, promoting each other, um, yeah. collaborating with each other cooperating with each other. But don't you find, Jean, that their community is the world? Like their sense of community isn't their backyard. It is the world. It's much bigger than ours. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Their whole community is the world. So they're going to back up, uh, say, someone in Israel, an Arab, uh, American. uh, it, It doesn't matter where you come from. And... A lot of people that are older don't. They sort of, you know, back up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Somehow we've gotten to this thing in 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 the American government, which, you know, yes, I live here in America, and I really have a lot of love and, and trust of the American people. But the American government up there has somehow gotten into this place where we don't talk to the people that we're saying are our enemies. Mm-hmm. Well, Okay, uh, I think it was Winston Churchill that once said, "Look, you don't make peace with your friends. You, <laughs> you, you don't need to talk to them. They're agreeing with you. You got to talk to these other people. You know, I mean, it, it. Uh, and 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 when we don't talk, so then what's the first thing? They do something we don't like, and we issue a press release, or the Secretary of State says something, or the President says something, and then they don't quit doing it." Of course, we didn't exactly call them up and say, hey, why are you doing that? Could you cut it out? We talked about them instead of to them. And so then we, what's next? Oh, well, we're going to send a drone or a missile or a, it's, it's, you got to talk. You have to communicate. It solves almost everything. It's, it, the, the communication with the children around the world, I think is far, far advanced more so than people even realize now. Um, and so if someone has an upset like that, like they're saying in their family, say, you know, blah, 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 but Israel, and you're talking to other families all around the world, and the children are there, they're going to say, no, Dad, that's your fight. That's not mine. That's, all, that's your history. That's not mine. They're not, they're, not, they're not growing up with the lessons of the fathers, shall we say, which is really nice. They're coming in with their own story. And yeah. That's cool. And they're going to make it come true. <laughs> yeah, if, they if, are. You know, if we stay out of their way, and and frankly, yeah. they don't even care whether we stay out of their way. Most of them that I've talked to, no. they're doing their own thing, and they they intend to keep doing it, and they, it doesn't really matter to them what. They would love it if we would come do it with them and come play, but they don't really. <laughs> you know, it's y'all do y'all can play those funny games that you're playing if you want that. Just doesn't sound fun. We're going to do this over here. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of one of those. Kind of one of those. You can fix it now with us, or we can wait till y'all go wee. 
you, and then we'll fix it then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Gene's exactly. term for uh, croaking is wee. Oh, is that right? Uh, transitioning, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Transition yeah. should be henceforth yeah. referred to as wee. Because it is. It's a lot more fun than we make it out to be. I think a lot of people arrive on the other side laughing, going, wow, I made such a big deal out of that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the thing is, I think you'll find, and and, and I'm amazed with with the young ones, is that there's no even interest in, you know, that to them, uh, life and death and all these things are just a part of life. It's like let's get on with what we're here for. Yeah, it's like they understand it and and mm. and and refuse to let go of it, you know. Um mm-hmm. I mean, I had with this book, uh, I had what I would say now easily recognized as spirits that yeah. I saw in my room when I was a kid. That must have scared you? Scared me. And mm-hmm. you know, I shudder to think the difference the life would have been, and of course, some parallel somewhere. I'm sure that Rick's living it. But if I had, instead of putting the covers over my head and praying to God to never let me have a dream or never let me see anything, oh God, and had just instead looked at them and said, "I'm sorry, I love you." Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I reacted badly. I bad habits, but I love you. I, 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 I think it would have been amazing, and because you know these young ladies talk about the the folks that come strolling around their beds at night, you know, looking for help to cross over, looking for this, looking for that. Yes, I'm familiar with that. Um, I'm familiar exactly what you're you're speaking about, and sometimes you pay attention, and sometimes you don't, and sometimes you can't not pay attention. <laughs> Right, right. But I, I, I literally, uh, you know, I can remember the strong emotion and desire that was going on within me. I, I turned that sense off mm. through, you know, misguided fear. And uh, yeah. it's so beautiful to see ones not doing that now. And, and uh, this book to, you know, assist kids, little ones, tiny humans. Yeah. To stick with their innate knowledge of, oh yeah, not afraid, sorry, love, yes, Con- transmuting fear to love. That's just uh, wow. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those answers to you that question. What does it? What does cool. it take to thrive? <laughs> so and I, uh, I love, I love that, and I love the second one because it it ex- it goes a little farther. It's where that they're in a place of love and and the story winds it was twillin her grandmother's special grandmother and and she has her family and all that but her special grandmother and she she has a little bird that hits a window and it's knocked out and she starts crying because she figures that she wanted to see the bird and it was probably her fault because she wants to see this yellow bird and, and she goes out and as she gets close to it her finger gets fuzzy and she realizes there's something going on with her finger but she doesn't know what, and, and basically heals the bird. It's a really cute little story, too. And so it follows on, you know, from not just turning your fear into which is huge, but taking that love into an expression of the energy we all have. And um, so, in, and then, of course, the next one is energy and division, which gets you, you know, to the children's version of Celestine Vision and these things for children. But these things 
seems so like wow for for children to get, but children all experience anyway, just like you said. Yeah, but this gives them a, a confirmation, uh, something. Oh, yeah, I'm not crazy. No, of course, I don't. Exactly. I, I don't know if they wonder if they're crazy, uh, like yeah, us adults do. Uh, I'm convinced I was crazy for a while there. Just, I just think having, I am. Just having a little <laughs> I nap. I am crazy, you know. and I'm very proud of it. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I am, Ex, but I'm, I'm happy. I don't months, care. I'm going to be rich <laughs> enough to be eccentric. I've seen normal, <laughs> and I'm, I'm not interested in that normal thing over there. No. Uh, normal I'm, seems to be fear-based, right? That's a joke, sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, no. Well, then I, the, whole, the whole idea of normal comes from fitting in, comes from fear of being rejected from the tribe and, quote, Dying, yeah. right? It's, it all goes back. I, you said it all. You can distill it all down to, oh, if I do that, then this might happen, then this might happen, and I might die. It's like, how do you make that up? Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, it's uh, to me, anyways. It's uh, it's it's a wonderful place that I sit in, that I can take any things that have happened to me esoterically and turn them into children's stories so they get the very lessons at an early age um, that will give them a good feeling about what they're doing because let me tell you, these young ones don't need a whole lot of being told. In fact, as as parents, I would say, like, um, I'd say my son would have a child, their parents, and if they were parents, these children will... Really, no, and it'll be, okay, well, I know my mom and dad, I'm not going to say anything, but, they, you know, they, in other words, placate their parents because these these kids are going to be so using a heck of a lot more of their brain power. And as we know, that there's a lot, we are told we only use 10%, and, of course, 90% is used as well. It's just that science hasn't really figured out that science and spirituality are one and the same. They, they're working on it. They're getting they there. They're getting there. Yeah, they're getting there, but they, yeah. you know, uh, like... The really um, deep in the university, quantum physicists are there, so we just yeah. got to let it bleed out from there. But that's what good. More, yeah, what is, more big humans that young humans uh, can get a little confirmation from, you know. It doesn't yeah. take very many. They're okay. No. Most of the people thinking they're crazy, as <laughs> long as they got somebody they can, you know, but that's what they got each other for. It's amazing. Yeah. Um. What are you saying, Gene? We take a little break, and then we'll come back. And I've put uh, uh, the twillabooks.ca website into the uh, chat room numerous times, and it'll be on our archive. But we want to talk, uh, especially for our podcast and iTunes listeners, that uh, how they can find you on the web and find this beautiful book. Um, because I know, I know, I wish I had it when I was a kid. <laughs> so, what do you think? Thriving, Gene? I like to thrive. Should we, should we play that gift? Oh, absolutely. It's a wonderful, the, marvelous gift. The folks behind the Thrive movie have uh, given us permission to play their theme song uh, from time to time. Uh, be sure and uh, visit them on the web. I'll uh, mention their link when we get back, and then we'll talk about more links. So uh, we'll be back in about three, uh, three and a half minutes. Folks, please stay with us.
I chattering away on mute. Lovely. <laughs> I do that sometimes, people. I'm so sorry. Got that human thing going on somewhere in there in the mix. Uh, but uh, beautiful song, you know, what does it take to thrive? We all have what it takes already. So their website is www.thrivemovement.com. Go visit them. Uh, just encyclopedic amount of information there. Uh, it's a great film if you want to watch it. Uh, it's only five bucks to stream it over the internet, but really everything in the movie is on the website if you want to take the time. Movie. So, movie. Joni, we yes. have the twillabooks.ca, www.twillabooks.ca, yeah. .ca, and that's T W I L L A, Twilla, books, all one all word. One word .ca. Yeah. yeah. And, and Adam, um, that's it. well, I was just going to say, they have some uh, sample pages there. Um, uh, where a little you bit can about see myself. This beautiful artwork. 
uh, yeah, about yourself and your uh, daughter-in-law with the amazing artistic gift. Yes, and and always like if well if requested when people order them, uh, uh, it's nice because I can actually autograph the books this way. Absolutely, it's the personal so, touch, the personal connection. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how many people have a fear of bees. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so speak oh, directly. My, yeah, which my mother did onto me, by the way. Uh, my mother passed that fear onto me. So when Jean was talking about her daughter and spiders, I was just wondering if Mummy was afraid of spiders. Um, actually, I'm not afraid of spiders. I'm always the one who goes and takes them and yeah. puts them outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I imagine that there is somebody that she was around that was terrified. Or My mother passed it on to me, that, just as you yeah. did, said, Joni. She, uh, um, I remember sitting in the house one night. On uh, there was a window behind the couch, and there was a light out there, and there was this spider building its web. And I sat there for what seemed like forever, transfixed, watching this beautiful work going on. And it was not too long after that that. Uh, there was a, a black widow spider out in the driveway, you know. Oh. So dad, dad was going to get the can of bug spray. Mom was holding on to me, almost squeezing my arms off, um, <laughs> in fear, um, clinging to me. And it, I remember it not making sense at the beginning, but I remember having given into it by the end. I was, I was okay. This is a bad thing. We got to not do this. And uh, you know, there there it begins. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um. And and of course, that's that's one of the reasons why Swill in the book, she actually thinks she's she's petrified because there's this bee in her bedroom, and and she's not going. She's really got an attitude, and she's I'm not sleeping there anytime soon. We got to get that bee out of my bedroom. And, she goes down to the kitchen and leaves it to its own devices and tries to come up with a way and even thinking with throwing a bowl over it and to her that was very brave and <laughs> it, it's kind of a cute little yeah. story and she she gets over her fear which is really good. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, a great way to ward off that little evil if they picked up the first one, you know. Yeah. Uh, that first terrifying fear is always a good one to release. Mm. Uh, they. It's like a domino a bit. Uh, I've experienced some of that in my life, uh, having things just dissolve like dominoes falling down. And uh, it can be pretty magically transformative. Transformative, that was the word, wasn't it? Transformative. And I have in the book transformational. That's your word, what you were saying, transformative, was it? Yeah, transformational yeah. was the word yeah. spirit had you put, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have that on the cover, and I think that's what catches a lot of attention. There's like a little purple strip on the bottom of the book, and it says transformational, and it catches. Uh, librarians ask me about it and stuff. Um, there's Twilla books has gone into the library and uh, starting into the school system in Ontario. She gets around, as I say. I, I, I don't get to half the places Twilla gets to, <laughs> so, which is... You know, okay, because I'm happy. I've done a lot of tra traveling in my life, and we go every now and then. But we're quite happy. We chose to be here. So the new brand in Newby, I guess we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a great brand. It's a great brand if you're a representative. Let me let me oh. tell you. 
Oh, we love uh, it here. Beautiful work that you're doing and and uh, beautiful being that you are. It's really good stuff. Well, thank you. Yes, it was a wonderful, wonderful pleasure. Um, we have a we've had a guest in the past who um, who's doing some really interesting things with children's books, and uh, we're going to send you an email about him too. <laughs> Oh yeah, gosh. A- another friend we have. Um, yeah, like I said, we've been blessed to uh, hang around with some really uh, cool people on the show, and um, uh, I would, I would, you know, I'll be very pleased to receive any information. I'm always open to. He's 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 actually a children's author author himself. Uh, Paul oh, Gilbertson oh. is his name, and he and his wife uh, run a tremendous organization called Reach a Child. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And um, uh, he... Basically, they've they've come up with this idea that um, all first responder emergency people should have a way to connect with children at um, any kind of crime scene or accident scene. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Okay. So they, they have um, begun this program where they're putting these um, red bags into the backs of police cars or into ambulances, fire trucks. And in the bags is a collection of children's books. So um, the first responders are able to give something to distract the children and to give them a sense of sense yeah. of comfort right on the spot. You know, big yeah. scary things happening, big scary people in uniforms running around, right. yeah. telling them to go sit in a car and they just want to know what's going on and um, right, so um, we're going to send you his his information as well. Um, yeah, I, I bet you. you. Sorry, I think Twilla could do a little bit of the fear into love there. Oh, I'm seeing big fear into love and, and integrated integrating that with with um, Paul's program. So yeah, we'll definitely send you his information. Uh, it's an absolute honor always to have. Anybody on the show who's reaching out to the children and who um, who honors and respects the wisdom that is innate in in our tiny people. So, thank you for all that you do and be. Well, thank you for having me. It's been absolutely wonderful. It's nice to talk to people who care about children in the way they're moving forward and. How it how it is today in 2012 to be a little child, you know, it's wonderful. I hope, hope it's becoming more beautiful by the day, and I believe it really is. <laughs> um, Absolutely. So we we often take this spot. We we just have a few minutes uh, left uh, on the show this evening, and uh, ask ask our guests. the The microphone is yours if you had something to tell the world. Uh, what would you uh, What would you say? What would you tell them? If uh, to the world, just just to be open to new things. Always be open to new things. Um, if you have things going on in your life, uh, step through them. Don't try to put them away. Just move through them. Get into the flow and know that this is a this is a really auspicious time. Everybody's. Everybody's going through a whole myriad of things right now. Um, And what I would say to everybody is start to notice the children. Notice their eyes. If you see their eyes, you'll know that they can just look at you and 
scope your worth in a second. Notice them that it, you will learn from the children. We're all going to learn from the children. We are already learning from the children, actually, greatly. And I think it's going to be them that teaches us that it is one big community after all. Absolutely beautiful. Well, I had a wonderful time. Well, glad you enjoyed yourself. Glad that you had fun. That's that's our main uh, driving point. Um, Okay, so um, what am I supposed to not forget? (laughs) Oh, oh yeah. Uh, If you folks will find us, find Gene on Facebook. uh, Find us on Facebook. Uh, Friend us on Facebook. We're easy. Uh, Rico Shields, uh, Jane Victoria Norlock. Friend us on Facebook. Um, Send us a private message message with your information, and Jane will uh, send you a copy of her book. First book. Is it first one? What are it's you giving first, away? It's the first. Of the I'm going to trade you anyway, so you need. I need your private information so I can send you guys Twilla. Yeah, we'll definitely. Absolutely, do we're going to we're going to do that. You'll get all of that this evening. Yeah. A couple hours after the show, we'll have our archive posted. We'll send you links and embed codes and all kinds yeah. of good stuff to promote you. And, um, and for our listeners, if you um, friend us on Facebook and send us a private message with your email address, we will um, send you send you a ebook version of the first copy, or a copy of the ebook version of of the first of my. Uh, are we up to four? <laughs> four books now? Yes. 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 Something like okay. that. Something like that. So um, at Jean Victoria Norlock on Facebook and Rico Shields. And uh, you can always just also find us. Uh, we're listed as the page owners if you just go to facebook.com slash everyday connection. Um, so we want to leave you with a little excerpt from uh, that very same first book nope. we're talking nope. about. No. Second book. I don't have it. Oh, you only have the one for the first book? Okay. I only so have we- the one for the first book, so that's what we're going to have. Uh, we'll have the one for the second book. On th- on Thursday, when we have uh, Larissa Stowe from Shakti Tribe uh, joining us, that's going to be an excellent thing. Um, so, here we go. It, that would be me having messed up and not gotten the right reading of further. <laughs> uh, we're going to make okay. do with this one because it's excellent. It's called The Messenger from Jean's first book, Truth. Good night, everybody. I was hoping that this time the darkness might be held at bay. I realize now that the opposite of light has its place here. It is what gives us balance. It is a struggle that has been wrestled with before. It is a battle we have already fought. A war we must continue to strive to win. It would be wrong of me to deny it its place here. So I will include it in these pages as a message to those who read them. We are here. We will fight. In that fight there will be loss of life, loss of self. Yet from the blood and ashes comes forth hope for another chance for his people to survive. We are here. We will fight. We will suffer willingly, selflessly sacrificing for a chance to make change. We are here. We will fight. If we are lucky, if the Creator wills it, in the end there will be victory for the people. We are here and we will fight. And if we are destined not to win this battle, we will return to fight again. Like a phoenix born out of the ashes, we will rise to begin a new life, a new battle, and with that battle, a new hope.
from time immemorial, we have returned. It is an old tale, one you have heard, one you have read, and one your soul knows to be true. When you read these pages, when you hear the call, will you heed it? and Jean again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and be sure to like their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Worried you might miss an episode? Don't worry. Subscribe. Find us on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your everyday connection. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.